whole Holy Spirit thing, is that exciting or what? Manifestations of the Holy Spirit. This is like part 16. I know you've been counting that, but you ran out of fingers. Leveling up on spiritual gifts. So we've looked at a variety of gifts. We've talked about how they work. We spent extra time with the one on prophecy. And now we'll look at some ways we ought to approach this, this topic. So these are normal part, uh, natural part of a spiritual, supernatural existence. But they are not normal and natural to human beings. It is natural to new human beings who are operating in the spirit and are getting supernatural help from heaven. So that's the gifts, and they are manifested in uh, and through us, and they are here to make a difference, and to make a difference all around. So leveling up on spiritual gifts. We're going to start with Romans chapter 12. We will do a number of things there. Got prophecy, speak out. This is a pro- they're from Romans chapter 12, verse 6. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then this is how you take it up a notch. You speak out. Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. He's going to bring this reality into you. We've talked about how prophecy works, how it can work in your life. In the churches, we're gathering together, and as we do our our small groups and interactions, there's a place for people to listen to the Holy Spirit for other people and then to engage, to speak out, to make a difference, to be a part of their lives because the Holy Spirit is manifesting himself through us for the benefit of others. What if we decide we're not going to say anything? What if somebody said, hey, why don't you speak up? Do you have something to share? And you go, nah. No, the God of heaven has reached out in mercy and brought me out of the mud, set my feet on solid rock, redeemed me, set me free from the evils of this world and of Satan who would love to drag me down. And I, no, I ain't got nothing. Just got nothing. So think about this. God has richly touched our lives, changed the, our future forever. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to talk in a small group. I'm not going to say anything in a bigger group. I just ain't going to say. Let me beat that a little more. God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Just get it out there. So here are these gifts. And the leveling up part is, how do we handle this? So that's prophecy. Man, you know, some get it, some don't. So that, that's, that's a possibility. Use your spiritual gift well. 
Romans 12, verse 7. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. And these are spiritual gifts, so we're talking about teaching spiritual truths, uh, spiritual grace, spiritual uh, understanding that would be how do we develop character in the supernatural life that God has given us. So this is different than uh, teaching in school or if we're just passing on information, even in a Sunday school where we're, we're just going over a story, but it really doesn't relate to a spiritual maturity, even for kids, and it's just a craft and a snack, that's not teaching them to understand the deeper things of God. It's not helping them be prepared to live a supernatural life. It's informational. It's fun. It's not leading to, I am going to grapple with the greatest powers in this world. The spiritual authorities, principalities, powers of the unseen world are coming after our kids. And they need goldfish. They need more crayons. And adults have less, typically less, theological education by the time they get to their class than the children. It gets worse in junior high. It's more about activities by the time they get to high school because the whole goal is, let's just make them think church is fun and they'll come back. And we can't understand why they can't handle a world filled with beings who want their destruction. The gifts are to overcome the powers. The gifts are to infuse into people, to empower them with the supernatural power of God, to share that with one another. And we may be the one that channel through which the Holy Spirit is using, uh, is, is working through to make that difference in someone else. The leveling up is, we've got to do it well. If we're supposed to prophesy, do it well. If we're serving, do it well. If we're teaching, do it well. Take that up. Be doing this in such a way that God is honored. People's lives are really changed. Not just time-filled and wasn't that cute. This is life and death. And God has given us a means by which we can do this. And you are called into it. You're part of the church. The Spirit has given you gifts. All of these things are available. They are all around and available to us. In every church, in every age, in every place. Available to us. Use your spiritual gift well. Let your light shine in Romans 12, 8. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. 
You ever been around anybody serving the church, helping out, doing things? And, oh, my gosh, i got to bring food again. I got to stack chairs again. Why is it me all the time? How come I'm always taking the trash out? Why is it I'm doing the dishes? Because I wanted to serve, but not gladly. I just Nobody else is doing it. And God in heaven's going, I've given you a gift. And I want you to use it gladly. I want you to use it full tilt. I want you to do it well. Huh. When? All the time. Where? Wherever you are. You're the one. He's given that to you. And somehow we think we have the gift of whining. And, and that, that's the thing throughout the church we ought to be doing. No? What about giving? Well, here's a little something. Maybe the church could use this old beat-up thing I got left over because I'm going to buy a new one. Give generously. Well, there's somebody down the road there. They probably, you know, they could use this old beat-up thing. They could probably use a brand new one. But generous? You know, what has God done for me that I should be generous? Especially money. Hmm. We have gifts. God has brought to us that he wants to use in us and through us, but he wants us to take it up to be so remarkable that those evil Powers in heaven that are observing this are going to go, look at them. Jesus made a difference in their lives. We hate this. This isn't what we're after. We want them to be fighting, divided, depressed, angry about everything, greedy, grubby, holding on to everything they can. We don't want them generous, doing it well, looking out for each other. The gifts... The gifts are given by God generously, graciously, so that we can impact and impart all of this to those around us. Let your light shine. Crushing spiritual darkness. Romans 12, 21. Don't let evil conquer you. Huh. But conquer evil by doing good. That's how you replace evil. Why is it those guys in Washington are doing this? How come those guys overseas are doing that? Why is it that so-and-so in my family or my community or my school or my work are like that? Because they're listening to the evil one just like we do. Do you know how we change it? It starts with us. Get rid of the evil by doing good. Replace bad attitudes by a good attitude. We change our priorities from all about us to all about Him. We're willing to die. Our bodies, our lives, our stuff is going to follow me, Jesus said. You've got to be ready to die. You die. Don't love yourself. I've called you to something else. 
I'm going to call you to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's where you start. Changes everything. Because when you do that, then you come alive. Then I can pour into you all that you need. Then you can love yourself because you are a child of God, operating in the power of God, for the purposes of God, making a difference in this world by God. And the evil, the darkness, is going to be run away by the light. Do it well. Do it gladly. Give it all you got. Use the gifts that he gives you. Pour it out. And the cheers of heaven, great cloud of witnesses, will be jumping up and down with joy. Knowing that we're involved in all of that, let your light shine. Crush the spiritual darkness. God's display, Ephesians 3.10, God's purpose in all this was to use the church, that's the people, following Jesus, the church, to display his wisdom and its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. He's going to use all of those things, you and all this gift, his rich mercy in bringing you into his family, and he's going to show them and prove to them That his death on the cross was not wasted. That his resurrection was truly powerful. That he has changed everything. And that he is the ultimate authority. And he's showing them through you. Through what you do. How you approach things. How you use the gifts that he has given you. The manifestations of the Holy Spirit to use those in ways that make a difference to all those around you. In your home, community, around church, just living your life. He's going to pour that out and he's going to show them that he's for real. And we get to be a part of it. We get to help him crush the head of the serpent. Because we're going to live this out. That's what we get to do. Spiritual gifts, a little Q&A, question and answer. Let's see what that looks like. Are spiritual gifts available to me? Yeah, spiritual gifts are available to every follower of Jesus, everyone who knows him, who's been filled with the Holy Spirit. Gifts are available. So does that mean that I'm excluded from this having to do it well? No. You are called to do it well. But I don't feel like saying anything. I don't feel like I, I can really just, you know, and I, I really like to complain. And that really, this cuts into my whole life, the way I've done things. And God is saying, I've, I've got something remarkable for you. Your attitude, your energy... Did you know that your body will respond to this? Your organs, your skin, your hair, your bones will respond to this. Because that's how he's designed us. And if we choose, nah, I think I'll see my doc and take my pills. Good luck. And then when your soul enters into the presence of the Jesus we know, 
He's going to say, what were you doing? Because I've given you something remarkable to live your life to the fullest. Because when I came, I said I would give you an abundant life. That abundance comes from doing what I've asked you to do the way I've asked you to do it. When I want you to do it because it's good for you and good for everyone around you. And I died for you, all of you, because I love you. So why is it that you chose not to do it the way I said after all that? Why would you choose to do it another way, any other way? than the way I said. Why choose to love anyone, including yourself, more than you love the God of heaven? Why? What drives that in you? You get rid of the evil by replacing it with the good. You replace the evil and the desires of an evil world by keeping your mind on set on heaven, Colossians 3.1. You don't get caught up in this and allow the evil to control you. It is sadly as much a part of those in the church as it is those who are in the world when we do not listen to him, when we do not allow him and the manifestations of the Spirit to work in and through us. It's time to let go. It's time to push the evil out. It's time to embrace Spiritual gifts are available to us because we are going to be involved in something supernatural, something powerful, something eternal, something heavenly. And God has allowed us, by his grace, go figure, why would he believe in us enough to give us these kinds of things? Why? He thinks we can do it. Should we just tell him, no, thank you? Because we don't think we can do it. That would be hard to actually go about serving without complaining, to give without trying to hold on as much as I can to whatever I got, to give it all that I have for somebody else and to do it well. Now, I expect them to do it well. I expect the waitress and the restaurant to do it well when church is over and go have lunch. I expect them to do that well. Because I don't want a sorry lunch, do you? Cold, waitresses all ticked off, throwing plates around, tortillas fly off the plate. It's horrible. So why would God in his greatness trust us with this? And yet he has. Every follower of Christ has access to these gifts, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Are spiritual gifts available to me? Yep. Are spiritual gifts my interest, personality, skills, or training? Because you'll hear that. If you take a spiritual gifts inventory, that's typically these areas that it will test. Spiritual gifts, the giveaway on this, by the way, is spiritual, supernatural, heavenly, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. No, they are not. 
your interests, your personality, your skills, your training. In fact, it may be something totally opposite. It could be 180 off of that. And whatever it is, even if it's close to something that you have been in the past, it will be supernatural and amped up to a level that will not even look like what you've pulled off in your flesh. won't look like it. It's going to be something different. It will make a difference. It will be something remarkable. It will surprise you. Are spiritual gifts fixed or flexible? So do we get them? And that gift is ours, and, and, and there are a number of teachings that will say that, that the gifts of God are irrevocable, that they're here forever and ever. So once you got one, you got one. Now you got, he's going to give you gifts. That's, that's what he says. He's, y'all, y'all go and get one. Does that mean you get one, and therefore you can add your name and the title with your gift on the little placard that goes on your desk or on your door? or on the name badge that you wear to church? No. Because these are also flexible. And there's some people who are going to have one or two or three or a dozen gifts, and those will be for a lifetime. Other people will have a gift that comes and goes at, during times of need, and there are times that maybe they, a person gets a gift, a particular gift, just one time, and it just shows up. Because the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, says, I think right now would be a really good time for Billy Bob to be able to do this. Because it's going to minister to these people. It's going to make a difference. It's not permanent. Just going to come on that person for that moment. And he can do it that way. It's, it's, a, it's a flexible, it comes and goes. If you remember, Saul was anointed king. He came down the hill and when he comes down the hill, he joins a group of prophets. And, and these were in the train, there were groups of prophets running around in Israel at the time. And some of those with, the, with this ability are called into this. There's a school of prophets. There's a bunch of them that we don't have names for. So they're just all over the place. And the gift that suddenly comes on, or the ability to prophesy, comes on King Saul, or on Saul as he's in this process. And he prophesies with them. And so, in the scripture, so is Saul a prophet now? No, Saul is king. But for that moment, just in that moment, he was prophesying. So it comes and goes. That can be another. So it can be flexible, it can come on, it could be there for years, 10 years. You switch to another one for another 10 years. It's, you know. 1 Corinthians 12, 11, if you haven't memorized that one yet or put it on your refrigerator, it's a good one to go to because it's the Holy Spirit determines who, when, where, how, how this works with his people in the church. It's all up to him. Not up to us. Not us demanding it, not us uh, claiming it, because that's a whole different issue, and it gets us into trouble, so... Yeah, they're out there, but they're, they can be fixed or flexible, so that it's both and. Our spiritual gifts, what? Identify my position in the church. Whoa. So now we can get people with that name tag or their title placed on, uh, with their spiritual gift associated with it. 
Well, again, if it's fixed or flexible, it's coming and going. There's different... God puts people in positions. That's a different thing. Uh, he's moving. That's a, hopefully the gift and, and the position match. But someone who, who's a pastor may not have the, the shepherding gift. And you may have run into some. They're great. They, they teach. They have all kinds of, of things. But there's, that pastoring thing may belong to the lady in the third row, to the right, four seats in, that person has the real gift in this church. Pastoral gift. Huh. Well, that's just not right. 1 Corinthians twelve eleven. Holy Spirit determines who, when, where, how, you, how that works, how it plays out, how, how it's going to be manifested. That doesn't mean that the person who is in a role that the Holy Spirit has led them to doesn't have gifts and abilities and training that's a different kind of thing but they have the position because he's led them into that and that's finding the will of god in another way that's a different sermon so we're not doing that one today how are uh, our spiritual gifts uh important yeah because this is how we're going to build up the church how we're going to defeat the enemy how we're going to replace evil with good but we have to handle the spiritual gifts properly. And we need to identify them. We need to exercise them. We need to not be afraid of them. And what we've done over this 16-part series is to better understand their, how they work, what they are, how they work, their place. People can have them. And then we put them to use. What we haven't covered so far is how do you get one of these? How do you know how this thing is, exists in your life if you even happen to have it? Or if God is bringing it your way, how do, you, how do you know that? Are spiritual gifts something I can order like on Amazon? Because that's kind of where we're going. All right, now I'm stuck. And thanks a lot because this message is about over and you're not going to answer it, are you? Nope. You cannot order it like on Amazon, but you can ask him for gifts. He tells us from 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 12 through chapter 14, hey, prophecy is really at the top of the list here. I really encourage you to ask him for that. Desire that. Now, desire love more. Thir- chapter 13, the love chapter, is in between 12 and 14 on purpose because it's dealing with the context of how do these things work in the church. It's about loving other people. It's about loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then loving the other people that are following Jesus. Jesus said, you know, here's my new commandment to you. Love others like I've loved you. How do you do that? Well, you manifest the Holy Spirit as he gives us the gifts. So the love chapter is in between 12 and 14, where he's dealing with some problems in the Corinthian church that they're having about spiritual gifts. He never says, well, there are problems with spiritual gifts, so never, don't ever try this. No. He says, there are problems with spiritual gifts. Seek love first. Desire the gifts. And I'm going to put on the top of that list that you prophesy. Everybody should be able to do that. I'm inviting you to do it. Okay. That's kind of cool. And there are a bunch of other ones. 
And a bunch of them are not all, all included in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14. Uh, we've just seen some in Romans chapter 12. We're going to find some in 1 Peter. We've, they're, they're scattered. Ephesians 4 has got some more. Some of them are duplicates. Some are new. But there are gifts, and there are gifts for churches and for times, and there are gifts that are like these that aren't named. So they're like these, and God, Holy Spirit, can do what he wants. He brings them out. He puts them into us. He invests in us so that we can invest in other people by sharing these gifts. So even though we can't order spiritual gifts like on Amazon, we can ask God for these. He's going to appoint different ones at different times. Some of that's going to depend on our willingness, our openness, our maturity, our understanding, the need of the moment, what he's trying to accomplish, which may have something to do with the congregation or the community at a particular time. It may have nothing to do with that group at that time. What it may have something to do with is in the heavenly, something is going on and there's a battle. It's always a battle. But that battle needs something to happen in this church with this group of people right here, right now, and he's going to do that here so that he can show them there what he's accomplishing. And if you've ever been, well, I just, you know, I'm being put down again. I'm going to have to stack chairs. I'm that guy. That may be the battle. So are these people willingly doing for others without one complaint, without feeling sorry for themselves? I mean, so much so, so much so that it doesn't even rise up in their hearts. It's not in their thoughts. It's just not part of who they are ever again because of him because of what he has done, because the Holy Spirit is at work, changing the internal workings of our hearts and minds so that we are living like Christ, thinking like Christ, treating others with love like Christ. Manifestation of the Holy Spirit works in us and through us. We are to turn that loose and do it well. Do it well. And we can ask him, and you may look at a gift and go, at a list of gifts and go, you know what, I'm kind of interested in one or two or something. Just tell him. Just let him know. Yeah, I'd really like to do that. Now, if you get it, you've got to do it well. Just promise that you'll do that. Ask him. And he'll choose. I mean, he thinks it's right. Or it may not be today. But in a month or two, suddenly it shows up. Don't forget, you ask him. Because you know, it may be 10, 12 years. <laughs> Whatever he chooses, however he does it, it, you can ask. Level up on spiritual gifts. This is from 1 Peter chapter 4, another passage that includes gifts. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. 
It's there. You see the each of you part, right? Each of you. Well, I don't know. I never felt like I had nothing. Each of you has been given a spiritual gift. From his great variety of spiritual gifts. So you've got to learn how to identify it. You've got to be ready to use it. Use it well. Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do, everything you do, finances, relationships, work, taking care of your house, feeding the cat, everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to Him forever and ever. Amen. So are gifts just something in passing, something to argue about among different denominations? Or is this the power of God at work in this world to change it, to manifest the reality, to show those in the heavenly places, those rebels who have turned against God, who saw Him, who knew Him, those angelic beings who turned dark, to show them That Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no other. He reigns supreme. And we are to participate in that by exercising gifts that he has given to each one of us and to do it well. We'll talk about more how you can figure that out next week. So if you want to find out, come back. We'll check it out then. Father, thank you. Thank you for the things that you're doing, for trusting us with something so amazing, so beneficial, so powerful. Lord, open our hearts and minds to the great things that you have for us. Thank you for sharing this, these gifts, with each of us. In Jesus' name we pray.